Hello, and thank you for joining us for episode one of The Open Table. I'm Jeremiah Ose, and I'm here with my brother, Jacob. Yo. <clears throat> What's up? I'm Jacob. Obviously, little brother. <laughs> All right. So today... A.K.A. the totally non-leftist right-winger. So today... <laughs> <laughs> The non-left is right-winger, up, down, left, right, B.A. start. So, today, I wanted to ask you some questions. You know, get your opinion on some things. And have a real dialogue, as some people would like to say. I would like to spark a dialogue. But something very near and dear to me. First and foremost, I would love to talk about my number one favorite female comic book character of all time, Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. Black Cat. Yes. I would like to start off by saying, really? Black Cat is one of the baddest women out there for me when it comes to comic books. Yeah, most definitely, um... I would definitely say that, like, especially, okay, so, my brain thinks the baddest in, in a couple ways. One of those ways we're not going to go into. <laughs> but definitely, uh, the other way, so she's, you know, her hand-to-hand fighting capability is definitely, I'd say, on par with, with Spider-Man's. And we all know how that bro gets down. <laughs> we all know how Spider-Man gets down. Good old Peter Parker, which actually brings me to my next topic of conversation. Um, not Spider-Man, where you're going to talk about something else. My next topic of conversation is um, the way in which it seems like DC and the fan base behind most of DC seems to have the luxury of dick riding Batman. Yes. <laughs> uh Bro, yes. To be honest, Batman fans a lot of times suck. And not even because I hate Batman, because there's some versions of Batman that I like. But to me, just like Superman, Batman's fucking white bread. In the words of college humor. I I personally don't find Batman or Superman all that interesting. Now, that's... Very interesting, because I do, I, I, I actually happen to find both of those characters very interesting in their own light. The fan base behind Batman and the way that they have started to write Batman after the, after the Dark Knight trilogy, you know, it seems like it just got even more over the top of how smart and how, um, prepared he is and i accept the fact that he's a master detective absolutely i I can i can respect that no problem what i don't like is when you have him doing um things that just kind of don't really make sense how he can go toe-to-toe with people like dark side and and uh not toe-to-toe in the sense of being able to handle dark side you know fist fight but in the sense of being able to dodge no mega beam which no human has ever done that before and i i can give him credit for things like that but i won't give him credit for you know what i won't give him credit for what i what i think is probably one of the worst things that they ever did um to bruce wayne's character aka batman however you want to call him 
is um, when he was able to break the Green Lantern ring. Uh, I felt like that was such a shitty way for them to make a Green Lantern Bruce Wayne. Um, did I expect, you know, when I heard about this, I expected, you know, a darker Bruce Wayne for sure. What I did not expect was for him to be able to break the fucking Green Lantern ring so he can actually use the Green Lantern ring to kill people. I thought that was stupid. I thought it was bad writing. I felt like if you're, you know what I'm saying, they essentially did with Batman what they did with Deadpool. And to the sense of that he's just able to do anything and everything simply because he's Batman. When you're that, when your willpower is that strong, when you're that intelligent, I feel like um, that that is a superpower at that point. Now, I don't know how you feel about that being a superpower or not. I believe in superhuman intelligence that definitely has a superpower. I mean... People don't want to say that Tony Stark or Batman or... I'd even give it to the Riddler as being superhuman intelligent. Though the Riddler fails a lot, definitely a lot of his schemes have to go go really deep. But, like, say Tony Stark, for example, and don't quote me on the comic, but he got lost in space and managed to survive with bare minimum essentials for, what was it, over 100 days? But, and mind you, the ship was low on oxygen, low on resources to begin with, and it was a ruined ship. And this is Earth 616, Iron Man. Hmm. Hmm. No. I, do, I, I, I will also agree that there reaches a point where your intelligence becomes that beyond that of a normal, normal genius. You know, when you, could, when you can overnight become a, you know, you absorb as much knowledge as much as Tony Stark does when he, you know, right up on gamma radiation, if you're going to refer to the uh, Avengers film and how he just overnight was just like absolutely enthralled by anything having to do with it and actually able to speak up on it and know about it, even though he's still asking Bruce Banner for help. I feel like that is, that's beyond a uh, normal human or even genius trait. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> but which, um, which now, I'm going to switch the conversation over to um, fights. All right. We're going to do the 12-year-old version of who would, of death battle, but not death battle. People dying, which is not necessary. Um, so I wanted to throw a couple at you. I wanted to get your immediate response on some of them, and then we will hit them back, and we'll talk in depth about it. So... The first person I want to bring up is uh, Carnage. All right. Against the likes of I would say against the likes of a I would put I would like to put him against a a, a ring bearer of sorts. Um I had a couple going through my head. Um Carnage has never gotten the amount of justifiable screen time and actually been able to show. I mean, we show, we've seen a lot of his abilities, the amount of torture he can put somebody through the mind games he can play. It's not like Cletus Cassidy is stupid in any way. I, I But when you face somebody with a ring, that's a different kind of it's a different kind of ball game. But I would like to see him go against uh, Carnage versus the, uh, Kyle. Oh, 
Oh, it was the Green Lantern with the name Kyle. I have a failure because I don't not remember his name. Kyle, and, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. So we're just going to go with Kyle for those of you who know. You know who we're talking about. For those of you who don't, I, I'm a failure. And I've failed you in my first podcast. So, Carnage versus, you know who I'm talking about? He's the he's, he's the Green Lantern, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't he, know. he essentially... He was around the same time as uh, John Stewart and um, Hal Jordan. Yeah, I think it was like Kyle Hiller. Kyle Hiller. I don't remember, but yeah. So Carnage versus him. Um, if it makes you feel any better, we could switch to the John Stewart. Yeah, so let's go John Stewart because I know more of his feats than I know of the other ones. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd have to say. Carnage. Okay. To be honest, I would also go I would also go with Carnage on that one. Um, what is your reasoning behind that though? Well, first off, Carnage is Well, okay, so my reasoning is because just off base, I know what Carnage is capable of. He's took on the he's took on the Silver Surfer and then took him over. He's managed to take over in car in the Carnage USA uh comic. Can't remember which issue, but he managed to take over the president of the United States and all of America, hmm. leaving him to fight the Avengers and Spider-Man, obviously, and I can't remember who else he had to fight. But it took all the heroes a good minute to get that shit under control because Carnage was putting up a problem. That's that's fair enough. And so he, you know, like I said, he he took over Silver Surfer and actually used the Silver Surfer's powers. Yeah, and, and that's another thing to be able to, not only because I can't, th- I mean, I know some of the stronger symbiotes, that's like Siren and Toxin, uh, or I think her name is Scream, maybe, maybe her name is Scream. Scream. Yes, not Siren. I keep calling her Siren. I don't know why, but uh, Scream and Toxin. Uh, I know that they eventually get to this point, but I've seen and I've read comics. Of Carnage doing such things, taking over, using people's abilities, you know, because it's it gets so involved with Cletus Cassidy that you know him and Carnage are one, not because they share you know a a, a host, you know what I'm saying, but because they've literally they've literally they're the one. they have fused into a singular entity, and to. Be able to do that and then be able to do what the symbiote already does is insane. Um, and the Carnage, you know, is essentially immortal in a way. You know, he's been blown up, decapitated. He's had the symbiote ripped off and disintegrated. And the symbiote's found its way back a couple, couple times, quite a few times. You can also regenerate in his blood because it's because of that's how merged it is with him. Exactly. Like the particles that stay within... Uh, the hosts will often uh, regenerate, at least, at least in the case for Carnage, because of how connected they are. But in the case of Venom, as we saw with the anti-Venom storyline, that's not such a case. Yeah. Now, with Jon Stewart, uh, I don't... I don't. I, guess, I feel like when you bring Jon Stewart into the mix, it kind of all depends on how the situation turns out. Uh, what I mean by that is, how did the fight start? What caused the fight? Is this a was John answering a call? Did he know about Carnage beforehand? Um, 
essentially prep time. You know, I feel like if going in blind, uh, to even going in blind, I feel like John Stewart would throw up, uh, put up a really very, 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 very good fight. The only thing is, I feel like his imagination is is, is limited. Um, he had, and he might not know any of Carnage's weaknesses, but he literally can create anything. And I feel like it would it would take a whole lot of extra stuff that Carnage would have to use. I don't think Carnage would come out of that fight just clean on top, you know. Oh yeah, I don't think I, I believe him. that Carnage will work for have will have to work for this in the sense that like it's very well that Carnage could be defeated. I mean, to to the point where you might be worried that Carnage will get defeated. Yeah. And I don't want to make that as my I don't want to make that as my my re- I guess I guess I do want to use that as my reasoning as to why Carnage might win is cuz of the limit is is of John Stewart's imagination. Um he's he's very strong. He's you know, he's very smart and he's very capable in hand-to-hand combat. I have no doubt. So, I'm going to wrap that up on that front. Um so you say Carnage, we both agree Carnage. Carnage wins over John Stewart and we Hello and welcome back. We're going to uh, move on to our next two characters. Um, both, we have talked about this before. But we've never actually tried to put it in depth. Now, to put these two characters in depth in the middle of a fight would just take too long. And this podcast will be over by the time we finish that conversation. And, but I'm going to uh, tell you right now, it's, it's a question I still haven't been able to answer. And this fight is going to go, is uh, between Spawn and Ghost Rider. Right. I would st- I'm still very interested of who would win because in certain circumstances, um, they have a semi-similar background in the supernatural since since they're both constantly fighting the devil or the ruler of hell or however you want to look at it um both are immune to so many different things you know it takes a lot to hurt and or kill these guys so have you ever have you ever been able to uh come up with an answer on that one um not any one that I believe in solidly. Like, I... Part of me thinks that, you know... Because Spawn does have a time period of things that he does regret, I feel like the penance there might be, you know, a turning point or a weakness for him. But, who knows? And also, when it comes to, like, let's say power levels, per se... I take spawns somewhat with a grain of salt because, okay, so he, he he's it's claimed that he's you know dethroned God, but in that comic God was just an old ass fucking lady, 
in a chair that didn't even defend themselves at all. And then the devil actually put up a fight and was somewhat strong. So that's I that's where at least when it comes to the defeating God aspect, I I take it with a grain of salt. Uh, and then we have Ghost Rider, who is powered by the spirit of vengeance, or also known as Zarthos. Zarthos fought Meph Meph Mephisto, I'm just going to say Mephisto. Uh, fought Mephisto without a host before, and um, when Mephistopheles took over hell. And their fight did a lot of damage inside of, just inside of hell itself. Which was also felt outside of it. And then, mind you, Ghost Rider is strong enough to take on Galactus or even the Living Tribunal at one point. Was the Living Tribunal part successful? Not entirely. But when it came to Galactus, Ghost Rider was able to throw hands. Which is this was during the when she was... <clears throat> Yeah, this is when Ghost Rider, I think, was either in the this was either the King of Hell, Johnny Blaze, arc or the Alondra arc. Mm. Now, when I refer to Ghost Rider, I usually mean Johnny Blaze. Okay. I, I should uh, specify um, the only Ghost Rider that really matters is Johnny Blaze, uh, Alondra, just because why not? Um, I I still can't give you a concrete answer. Because they both have done some crazy stuff. You know, what the strongest Malbogia is and how much reach he has. It's it it, it 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 paints a picture to show how smart and strong Spawn really is. I don't I don't see I don't see really anybody coming out of this fight. For the better, I kind of see it affecting things in a way that a lot of people wouldn't even comprehend. Uh, for example, because it's spawning a Ghost Rider, it's it's just probable that their fight would start on Earth. I, I highly doubt that I would see a spawned Ghost Rider fight start off in Hell. Or another dimension. Is it possible? For sure. But I, I, I doubt it. So the, just purely based off of that fight alone. And another thing. <clears throat> a lot of people seem to forget that uh, uh, Spawn has a motorcycle as well. Yeah. So you know. As, as some people want to will try to use that as like a. As a, as a boon for a uh, ghost rider. Well Spawn also has a motorcycle. I don't remember the exact properties of the motorcycle. Uh, don't quote me on that. <clears throat> But I would just like to say that in that middle of the fight, um, I could not be either of those two, especially if we're going to base it more into the Marvel Universe. I'm going to try to base it into the Marvel Universe. Um, there's, and the thing about the Marvel Universe, even though there seems to be like so much stuff that all these people go through, and that it doesn't really like it doesn't seem plausible that ghost rider would fight somebody in new york and not have some form of somebody showing up and because 
I like to twist things up a little bit. Um, Marvel likes to twist things up a little bit and have some of the most random individuals come out and try to stop Doctor. I mean, um, stop Ghost Rider or Spawn. You know, such like Doctor Strange has tried, and he accidentally killed Doctor Strange. Um, you know, all these little things. There, there's all these little elements. It, I feel like placement plays, plays a big part because, though you know, a lot of superheroes can't really handle, wouldn't be able to handle Spawn if we just keep that real. Um, there are quite a few who would do enough damage to be like, for Spawn to either for for either Spawn to retreat, or make himself change the venue. You know, either one of them two could drag the other to hell. Yeah. So it's like if they really want to change the venue that quickly, they can. Um. Yeah. So I can't give you an answer. I'm undecided. Up to this point. Yeah, I say. Though my bias is slightly leaning towards Ghost Rider, I still want to. I still say I can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um. I'm also very big into uh, being fair within my fights uh, or my hypothetical fights that I speak upon. Now, to uh, to switch gears a little bit, completely off uh, this topic, I would like to talk about the uh, the segregation that seems to be happening in this country. And if there's any side, no matter which side, if anybody's making it better, whether it be the, uh, you know, whether it be the third wave feminist movement or people who are part of the Me Too movement, I know those have a tendency to get, you know, crisscrossed and so on and so forth. Um, Whether it be the LGBTQ+, the black community, the, 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 the white community that tries to defend themselves but then come off as racists if they don't. I mean, if they don't do it in a way that works for everybody else. Um, then you have the individuals who are just bowing down to this, to this stigma of being treated a certain way. You know, what is your... Do you believe that the country is starting to... No, I shouldn't say... I shouldn't say segregate racially... But in certain ways, it is segregating racially, but also just segregating itself in general, uh, whether it be due to political beliefs, whether it be due to, you know, whether or not you agree with something that somebody does. I feel like it's impossible. Not I shouldn't say impossible, but I feel like it's very hard to even have a decent dialogue when two people disagree on something without one or the other being coming extremely offended. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely, I'll say definitely. I feel like, yeah, I, I do feel like American society or even other societies out in the world, I feel like are segregating themselves. But I'm gonna stick to America at least for my examples. Um, like so, for example, America is it's not too much on the news right now, but America is still pretty big torn between the Black Lives Matter movement and the uh, All Lives Matter movement. Which I know uh, a lot of Black Lives Matter people will say that the All Lives Matter movement is just, in the words of Jordan Lucas, a protest to their protest. 
I personally feel that it's just not that at all. Or maybe not for everybody. I, I, I will speak for everyone. Yeah, with the All Lives Matter movement, I believe, or personally, I believe that the people who are in it say it to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement without, you know, excluding anyone else out. Because when you say, you know, Black Lives Matter, that also just by the title it implies that no one else's lives matter. Granted, that's, that may not be what they're thinking or even the mentality behind the movement, but that's just the vibe it gives off. And then, and... To be honest, this is kind of a double standard with it, but I'm not going there right now. Um, and also, my, my personal beliefs on Black Lives Matter is I'm, I'm kind of split with it because though I feel like a lot of members want to do good, the ones that are mainly publicized are the violent and ignorant ones that tend to spark a lot of controversy or they're used, or the ones that go out and attack white people randomly which happened back in i want to say between 2015 to 2017 yeah. i'm not saying it occurred in all those years i'm just giving a portion of time that i think it, that went down yeah no for sure um when it comes to the segregation of this country i think it uh a lot of these different factors more than just like the like we well, we know you we know it's more than the black lives matter um, but I feel like it, it comes down to, um, it's like everybody has a mission and their mission is bred, well, at least it seems like it's bred within like good moral values, I mean, with good morals, you know, trying to make it, things equal and fair and, uh, to not have this, um, segregated actual, like, I feel like it's like supposed to be anti-segregation, you know what I'm saying, but all these little sub, uh, you know, sub, these little cliques, or these, these individuals, these groups of individuals are, are creating all these things, and they're, like, fighting so hard to stand on what they believe in, which is cool, but half the time, it's like, nobody's really stopping you from doing this, that, or the other, what they're stopping you from is, you know, you know, they're stopping you from hurting the community even more, you know, uh, so for example, I guess if you want to use the, uh, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter, uh, the race part of it, um, I, I, have seen a whole lot of different things lately that I, I, within myself cannot sit and agree with, um, now, I saw a video not that long ago, I don't remember if I ever told you about it, but uh, I saw this video not that long ago of these 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 guys were holding a uh, not I want I wouldn't say a protest, but they're kind of out there demonstrating, talking about things, slavery and so on and so forth. And it was in in the video, it was this white couple that was uh, that they were there to listen, and they're like they started kissing these guys' feet. They kissed each each foot, and they and you know you could hear the guys, the gentlemen talking about, you know they feel bad for what their ancestors did. This is how you show you feel bad for what your ancestors did. Um, first of first and foremost, go fuck yourself. Um, I'm not kissing six different pairs of shoes because I'm white. Um, I'm also not gonna like stay out of your neighborhood because I'm black either though. Like I get that, I get I get, you know. 
I get being angry and wanting justice for your people back then. I I get that. At the same time, having white people kiss your feet for something that they had no control over or expecting people to apologize and ask act a certain way simply because of things that happened over a hundred years ago, things that were stopped over a hundred years ago, um, and then things that haven't happened in well over 50 years, uh, essentially like racism. Uh, I'm not saying that racism has stopped. I don't believe racism will ever stop. But, you know what I'm saying? Nobody walks down the street. I don't care what race you are. If you can honestly say that you walk down the street in fear of being attacked by a Klan member, you know, like you had to worry about in the 50s, as 40s, 30s, 60s, you don't worry about that anymore. I do not walk around any part of any of any part of this state and worry about a Klansman or I worry about a whole truck full of rednecks pulling up and they're just get in the car, boy. We're going to do something you're not. And it just doesn't work like that. You know, I'm not to say that it doesn't happen would be also stupid, but to sit here and to say to expect people to feel some kind of way over something. Well, then let me ask you this. You know what? You know, when you refer to white America, sure, I feel that. I feel that. But what about other slaves? You know, I, I get that, you know, as, as in the black community, it's, you have a lot of history to look back on. And you were treated a certain kind of way for a long time. You know, I can respect that. I, I dig that. But now what if Jews sat there and constantly did nothing but try to force Egyptians, whether it be modern-day Egyptians or, or just somebody who looks Egyptian, and they try to force them to, you know, try to make them feel guilty for stuff that happens way back when that you literally have no control over. I don't agree with that. I don't agree that that your people did this to my people, so you have to suffer for it. I I, I believe in personal accountability. Right. You know, if somebody is acting racist, most definitely, I would hop on their ass with the quickness. Yeah. I ever catch a white dude sitting there talking about this nigger, this, this nigger, that. Not allowable. But at the same time, I don't, I'm not going to sit there. I don't like to sit there and see a black man, especially one who's sitting there talking about, you know, the oppression that black folks went through and the, and the oppression, you know, all, and all the, the bad things that happened. I, I don't like seeing it turned around and, you know, white boy, this white boy, that, cause that's not, that's not right. Because, you know, you know, there, there's, there's a theory that black people can't be racist, which I, I, I don't agree with. I feel like because I, you know, I agree maybe in the grand scheme of things within the government, you know, there's not as much black control as we would, as, as the black community would like. 
and they're not being able to they're not being able to push these things forward as much as they want. But I do believe that you could, you know, people can be racist on a smaller scale. You know, just because, just because, just because your one decision does not affect, you know, an entire, you know, an entire city's worth of individuals or a thousand people or maybe even a hundred people. But, you know, you're in a bad mood or somebody's in a bad mood and all of a sudden you start calling this white man uh, or you start calling this gentleman, uh, yeah, white boy, white boy this, white boy that. Um, It's as simple as this. How would you feel if this white man came up to you, black boy, go do this, black boy, go do that? Just hearing it, just hearing it, those words, black boy, puts a bad taste in your mouth. Hell yeah. See, to me, calling a white guy, going up to a white guy, I'm like, white boy, white boy. To me, that's like that's like a white guy going up to a black guy, calling him a blackie. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I, mean, I cannot say that, that white people have had it harder than black people when it comes to the last couple hundred years. That that I mean, I mean did they uh, have it hard? Each person had their own little thing in their own respects. In the grand scheme, were white folks treated better than black folks? Yes. Was I mean, it as much as I, everybody thinks? No. I I disagree to a certain degree in the fact. Okay, so like you said earlier, you know what about the other types of slaves? Uh, one thing that in American history we don't a lot of people don't like to talk about is the Barbary slave trade that happened at the exact same time during the Pacific slave trade. The Barbary slave trade was the slave trade where the people who bought the African slaves also sold European slaves to the Africans, and the Africans treated them very much the same as African slaves were treated over here. And you know what? That's and something. In some cases, even worse. They're or not even worse because I mean it got really fucking bad for both sides. So I, I, I'm just going to say they were treated pretty equal. I mean, and that's also not to mention that there was Irish, Polish, and Scot or not Scottish, but other slaves in America during the same time as black slavery in America. You know, and that's, you know, I'm not, and this is not me trying to make an excuse for the, the white people that actually did something. Oh yeah, most definitely. I will. I refuse to excuse anything like that. That's not excusable. You cannot enslave anybody of any race or any of any form. The only thing is, I, I really do, I, was our slavery bad? Was it an issue? Is it an issue? It's no longer an issue, except for the fact that people keep bringing it up. Maybe you guys disagree. Maybe you don't. That's fine. But I don't believe that it's okay to sit there and keep throwing. Something that literally nobody alive right now had any control over. You know, so so what my great, great, you know, if somebody were to say my great, great grandfather used to be a slave owner, you know, that does that give you a right to automatically hate, you know, you can hate this man, but does that give you a right to treat this man like garbage because of his ancestors? And, and to just assume because his grandfather was a slave owner, his great, 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 great grandfather was a slave, a slave owner. That this boy is, this man is automatically racist is wrong. That's just like, that's literally putting it the same way as if you saw, you know, a person was to see a black dude with a gun and just assume that he's a thug. Or assume that he's a gangbanger. It ain't right. You know, and the messed up part is, sadly, we see it more and more these days. Sadly, we see, we, we literally have television shows that is, is a, that are essentially... Telling 
people that it's okay that it's okay to go around and be like you're not allowed to do this because you're what you're not allowed to have an opinion on this because of your race or your sex or your gender well that's a whole nother cop that's a whole nother conversation oh uh, i don't i don't i don't see how that's helping anything i don't see how telling somebody that they that their opinion is not valid because of their race i don't see why somebody should get turned away because of their race at that point if you're turning somebody away because of their race that's because you yourself are racist you yourself have a hatred in your heart for an individual that does either that either doesn't share the same skin tone or skin color or somebody who just has a certain skin color that you don't like i don't i i don't i don't think it's right as as a uh as a mixed person i i've lived on not i can't say i've lived on both sides of the fence but at the same time i've lived on both sides of the fence i've experienced racism from both sides the, the thing was it was the older i got uh the older i got the the more the race changed and when i was younger when i was a child it was a lot of there was a lot of white kids they used to jump me after school and beat me up call me all types of niggers and you know you know they did a lot of bad things but it was once i hit middle school and this it's this isn't this isn't just the bullies either this is uh I mean, obviously they're bullies, but this isn't just like two or three people. This is uh, this eventually it's different people throughout my lifespan. And I start seeing more and more of it just being called white boy because I acted a certain way, you know, because I didn't act like how they were acting. I was white. They tried to they tried to strip me of my blackness. They tried to strip me of my race because I was because I acted and I spoke like a white man or a white boy calling me all types of uncle toms and everything oh yeah um now on the on the on i'm to say that i didn't experience any racism from white people as an adult would be false too oh, yeah. the only thing is it's for, in my experiences it's been a lot more harsh and it's been a lot more consistent when i have seen black people do it to white people i i, I and i'm starting to see a pattern of starting to feel kind of i see oppression starting i see people trying to stop somebody i see i'm starting to see but the bad parts i see bad parts of the black community trying to do something that isn't even necessary for people who want equality and who want to be treated fairly and all that they feel like their answer to the to the unfairness to the injustices that are happening to them is to turn around and take it out on white people you know and anybody who goes out and tries to find just like oh this guy's a racist or you try to go out of your way to prove something extra for example i see this all the time you know you call I see this, you know, I see this black man call this white man a racist. Um, and he says, I'm not racist. And that's literally all he can say. Because once the next question comes, how are you not racist? There's no answer for that. 
there's, there's no, there's no answer, answer that, that you through that argument. Yeah. So now, now what do they have to do? They have to shut up and they have to sit down and now they can't, they can't speak on it because you know, what are they going to say? I'm not racist. I have no hate in my heart for any, anybody of any race. Yeah. Then why didn't you do this? Or why didn't you do that? Or, or some, I've seen a lot of expectations coming out of something that they have no right having expectations for. Yeah, like one that I one one thing I do notice is I see a lot of <clears throat> a lot of black activists will go up to just random ass white people who are either on their way to work or they're on the bus stop or some or they're or they're working and they'll come up to them talk about a situation and then ask that person why they didn't do it. Well, one, this is a regular ass person. They're not your local politician. They're not your governor. They're not your mayor. They, what can they do? They can't go back time travel and stop slavery slavery before it happens. They can't just go up to police officers who are going around unnecessarily killing black people. He can't. They can't just hunt those guys down and stop them right before it happens, and then go find a whole network of them and put them away because it doesn't work like that. These are just regular people trying to live their lives and deal with their own their own issues. And a lot of people do try to go out of their way, but majority of people can't afford to go and spend extra time on other stuff like like that. Well, another thing that I can't stand to to kind of to kind of to be fair, I'm going to give you the flip side a little bit. Um another thing I cannot stand is overcompensating racists. And what I mean by that is people especially it seems to be in the in the white communities these days, you know, this whole white guilt thing. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to, they, they do too much to try to prove that they're not racist, you know, and then they end up making these comments. And at the end of the day, it's not even that they, they care. They are, they are racist, you know, oh, I'm so sorry about what your people went through. Sorry that, you know, our kind did this to your kind. Oh, you know, that's cute, you know, for this kind of thing. I never knew, you know, and, 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 and there's a big fine line between, and you, you, usually you can tell when there's a big line between somebody who's low key kind of just bringing up your race and all that. So like, just to, you know, they're asking questions, but it's, it's always about like your race gets brought into it. You know, I see that happen a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot, and it's like, dog, and you wonder why motherfuckers think you guys are really racist. You know, what do you, what are you sticking up for these? Like, why are you getting so involved? If if you're not, you know, because half the time people really don't want your help. Sadly, other half of the time, there's no reason for you to bring it up. You're not curious. You are simply bringing up these things. To try to be low-key racist. When you walk up to somebody. And that you know. I have this lotion that will do wonders for your. Your knuckles. Your hands. Anything like that. That's that's just. For me that is. The way. To just get away with being racist. On this note. Do you have any last words. Before we end this cast for the night. Uh. I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I feel, I feel, I feel what you're saying. Um, 
But yeah, yeah, like with white guilt, I'm, I'm a, on that I say fuck that shit. To be honest, like, not if we're going by the people, not the people who are low key racist, but by the people who feed into the white, who feed into the letting people, black people make them feel guilty because of what their ancestors did. Like, for example, I saw this video on Facebook a couple years ago where this black, I don't know if it was a prank or not, whatever, but this black dude walks to a classroom and he shouts slavery and then all the white kids in the class reply, I'm sorry. To me, that's bullshit. They didn't do anything wrong. They were not there 250 years ago when that shit went down. They weren't there when Sam Crow era was going on. None of that. I mean, depending on what class it is, some people might be older there, but majority, just by the look of the class, it was definitely no one above the age of 23. Alright. So, with that, I guess, ends my opinion. Alright, and that also brings us to the end of our podcast. Um... Thank you for joining us for our first episode, and I definitely want to give you this last little bit of wisdom. Though times are hard right now, stuck at home, stuck at work, dealing with people you don't want to deal with, dealing with all the bullshit of the world, there's two things that you need to remember. One, you cannot let anybody stop you from achieving the goals that you want the only person that can stop you is yourself two trevor Brodsky does actually wipe his ass with dental floss if you enjoyed the episode today don't be afraid to come back and check out the episode for i don't know any day now all right